0: Things are not going well in Timberwolves land. Uh, Three-game losing streak, difficult road trip, difficult schedule the rest of the way. Right now, it looks like they're battling just to stay in position for a play-in game where the hope, of course, was being a top-six seed. Uh, what is your level of optimism or pessimism at this point, John Krasinski?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, like, one of the things that I usually try to do much to, I think, some Timberwolves fans... Um, uh disdain is that I try to usually keep a pretty level head and look at the big picture and not push the panic button and things like that but certainly over these last three games what we are seeing with the product on the floor and the struggles that are happening right now and just the overall lack of juice it seems like with this with this squad um, I, I do think it's time to, to worry a lot about where they're going for the immediate future. I think long-term, they're going to be okay. You have Anthony Edwards, you have Jaden McDaniels, you'll have Carl Anthony Towns back at some point. Um, th- those are building block pieces to to figure things out over the long haul. But um, in the immediate, for a team that really does want to and almost need to make the play-in, make the playoffs it looks like a team that's on the ropes right now that is staggered that can't catch its breath. Um, and that is getting pounded um, and, and, and doesn't have a real response. And so um, when you think about it, we're recording this on Tuesday morning, they play at the Clippers Tuesday night. They play the Lakers on Friday night. They play the Kings on Saturday night. Things are going to get really, really challenging. And, um and they, and there have to be some drastic increases in energy and intensity and overall execution or else they they do risk the bottom kind of falling out of this thing. So now is a time in the season where you look at it and say um, it's time to really kind of buckle down because this team is in a bit of trouble right now. There's no there's no disputing that.
0: He's John Krasinski. This is the John Krasinski Show. This is part of TalkNorth.com. We're coming to you from the Aquarius Home Services Studio. Our producers, Brandon Morton, our sponsors, along with Aquarius Home Services, TSR Injury Law, All Energy Solar, Headflyer Brewing, and Manscaped. We'll tell you more about them later. We appreciate you listening. best way to listen is subscribe at your favorite podcast app. It's free, it's easy, and of course, you can always go to TalkNorth.com, see all of our other shows, including the Viking Update show and our variety of shows, our outdoor content, and subscribe to anything you like there or just listen on the website, whatever you like. The archives are there if you like a show. like you like Roy Smalley, who tells great stories, you can go back and listen to previous episodes. We appreciate whatever way you choose to listen. Uh, it is really emblematic of modern sports that they have expanded the playoffs enough that a team can just be struggling to stay around 500, and the season feels absolutely fascinating. In the old days, they'd be eliminated by now, and we'd be talking about draft picks. Uh, I know people, a lot of people, traditionalists, don't like watered-down playoffs, but it makes the season so much more interesting. Well, yeah, and and I do think
1: like in the case of the NBA right now, um, certainly the Wolves are benefiting from a lot of teams sort of being in that flux and trying to figure things out. You know, there were days, you know, not too long ago where you might need almost 50 wins to get into the playoffs at all in the Western Conference. It is not like that right now. There is a lot more parity. And so when you do look at from the Timberwolves perspective and from a a Wolves fans perspective, if you want to look at this team and be disappointed in where they are at, absolutely. Like that, that is a, an understandable um, reaction to what you have seen so far this season from this team. But then you also do look at that. They have missed they're a franchise player for 42 43 games of the season that they've had a bunch of other guys in and out of the lineup with injuries or illness or personal reasons um and that they are still 31 and 32 and in the mix in some ways is almost impressive and i know that um you know some you know a lot of fans with pitchforks right now don't want to hear that, but look at what golden state has gone through. Look at what the Lakers have gone through. Look at even the Clippers are starting to find themselves, but they were wallowing for much of the season. Dallas, um, you know, new Orleans, like this is what happens to teams when they miss key players. And I do think Jim, that there have been too many people that have completely just glossed over that, they are missing a player of Carl Anthony Towns' caliber. And I know that a lot of Wolves fans are down on him for because he hasn't you know raised the level of this franchise enough over the last seven years and that, but he's really, really talented. And when you take a player of that level of talent, an all NBA player out of a lineup, things generally go poorly. It's going poorly for New Orleans. It was the the Golden State was has been really struggling. Um that just that's just the nature of it. And so Um, they are still right in the thick of it though. It is still right there for them. They, you know, they're what a game and a half, two games out of six, out of the six seed, but they're also only a couple of games out of 12 and 11. And so, um, they are, this is a precarious position they're in, but all is not lost. Like if they find a way to stabilize themselves and win a couple of games, maybe that you don't expect them to win all of a sudden they're right back in, in the mix of it.
0: Yeah, and you're hitting on what I think is maybe the most clear takeaway from this season. Uh, There's still a lot of mysteries. We still don't know if the Gobert thing is going to work out long term. We still don't know if the Connolly thing is going to work out long term. There, there are a lot of moving parts here we can second guess and analyze, and we will be analyzing them for still years to come. I think the most ridiculous thing I've heard, and I've heard it from people I like, people I know, radio personalities, et cetera, is, oh. Boy, they've won two games in a row. They're better without Cat, you know. Oh, oh, they had a good game last night. They're better without Cat. Yes, the the glossing over of a great offensive player who is also on the defensive end. He's he's not a great defender. He's still six eleven with a wingspan. He takes up space and he moves pretty well. He's not. He still has some value in the defensive end. He runs the floor well. He's their best three point shooter. The idea that you're missing this guy and things are automatically better is bonkers. It It is. And um, I, I do think it's a
1: product of multiple things. But one is, is that, you know, the the Timberwolves, by and large, have been unsuccessful with Carl Anthony Towns kind of as the main focal point. The one year they made the playoffs with Jimmy Butler, Jimmy was the main guy last year. It was it was a, a host of people. But I, I still think that Towns doesn't get get enough credit for what he did last season to help that team to the playoffs. And I think people remember the, um, the play in game when he did not play well, they remember a couple of the playoff games where he wasn't great. And, and that's what he gets blamed for, but you're the number one, you're, you're the franchise player. You have a max contract. You're going to get those expectations. Uh, But um, he is without question, one of the best offensive players in the NBA. And like, that's, that's a fact. And, and so for to take that away what we don't know is we don't know if the towns go bear pairing would have worked um we just don't know it the 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 early returns that first 20 games that he was in the lineup it didn't look great um but the problem the this the reason that this is the worst case scenario for the team this season a Carl Anthony Towns injury number one is it takes one of your really really good players away and hurts you offensively it to a remarkable degree but two is you have not had enough of a sample size to really evaluate hey would would Towns and Gobert have figured things out over those next 20 30 40 games like would would they have settled into some sort of role where they're complimenting each other, where they know where each other is. Um, They clearly did like playing together. Carl Anthony Towns really did like feeding Rudy Gobert in the post. Rudy really appreciated Carl's acceptance and, and the way that he spaced the floor and, and did those things. And so I think it's reasonable to, to, to believe that over the course of the 40 plus games since Carl Anthony, Carl Anthony Towns was injured, that those two would have, maybe figure things out and would have gotten to a point where you think, okay, this is a good situation right now. And, and, and you can go forward and build around this. And maybe you need a couple of different players um, in, in different roles around them, but by and large, it works. Um, instead, you're just left wondering what the heck's going on. And, 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 it, and can this work or can this not? And, and it's much, much easier, Jim, to be pessimistic about it and to say, ah, oh, there's, there's no way it's going to work There's it's, it's just so easy to say that. Um, and, and, and so the challenge that they face is to hopefully get towns back on the court here before too much longer, where you can get 15 games, 10, 15 games uh, uh, to, uh, for the rest of this season and see what it looks like that way. And then make some sort of, a little bit better evaluation about where you're at. But um, the bottom line is, is he's a a great offensive player. And right now, especially after trading D'Angelo Russell, Jim, they just, they need another really good offensive player to help Anthony Edwards. And um, if he were in the lineup regularly over these last 30 or 40 games, I do think they'd have four or five more wins, three, maybe three to five more wins at least. And they'd be in much better shape, and you'd feel a whole lot better about where they are right now. Um, and and they, he is not there, and they have suffered because of that. But not enough people are looking at that as a real reason for their struggles, and I think that's a mistake.
0: Well said. Uh, oh, hey, we're talking here on Tuesday morning. Breaking news: The Timberwolves have just announced that Carl Anthony Towns is coming back on. I'm kidding they didn't tell yeah. us anything they haven't told us anything
1: no it's been yeah it's been tough it's it, like i you know and we've we've talked about this before um the transparency has not been good and whether that's a timberwolves issue or a towns issue or both or or whatever there's a lot of guessing going on right now and one thing that i think i feel comfortable saying is that his return is not imminent which means it's not in the next couple of games here because he's got to get back on the court with them and practice and get some workouts in and usually after you do when when you do that after such a long absence it's at least a week away um once you begin those kinds of activities and so um we'll see maybe i'm maybe the 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 timeline will be expedited once he gets back to work it out maybe he won't need a full week or something like that, but right now he just he's still not there yet, and and we're still waiting. And I don't think it's coming on this road trip. Certainly with these next three games.
0: Wow, wow. Uh, I, I mean, I just I like watching the guy play. I'd like to see him back out there. I also, even though as you said, it didn't look great early. I also appreciated that Towns was so welcoming of Gobert. Uh, and you know, you're looking at again a generation generationally good offensive talent for a big man and he's made way for Ant, he made way for Gobert, he made way for D'Lo. That gave me some level of faith that this was going to work out long term if they had played enough games together. We still don't know yet. Uh, I want to get to uh, the state of the Lakers, LeBron's injury and a bunch of extra Timberwolves are going to be facing the Timberwolves on Friday night. I want to get to the Milwaukee Bucks franchise value which blew my mind. Let's also talk about Finch's usage of some of his younger players during these very difficult games that they really need to start winning. First, though, want to thank longtime sponsor, TSR Injury Law. You know the deal. 612-TSR-TIME, 612-TSR-TIME. If you were injured, call that number. They'll take good care of you. They won't charge you unless they win your case, and they win a lot of cases. That's why they are such a great Minnesota business success story, 612-TSR-TIME. Let's hear about Head Flyer Brewing now. Headflyer Brewing,
1: Northeast Minneapolis, right on Hennepin Avenue, right off of 35W um, in a great area of town. But just stop in to Headflyer Brewing some night. Tell them the John Krasinski Show sent you and just sample a beers. They have the beer flights that you can get if you want to kind of sample a bunch of different of their varieties. I am a huge fan of the Wicked Jump Shot we are working on a colla- another collaboration beer like we had with Crunch Time last spring and summer. Hopefully, to have some announcements on that here in the coming day, weeks and, and and month here. Um, but it's just a it's an awesome place to go. And as as I've said before, um, I w- was going to Head Flyer Brewing with my wife um, long before we had any kind of business relationship with them. I just went because I really like the beer. I really like the vibes. I like watching games there. I like sitting out on the patio. When um, when spring comes and, and the and the warm weather arrives, great beer, great people, uh, great bartenders, all sorts of stuff. So Head Flyer Brewing Northeast Minneapolis. Tell them the John Krasinski show sent you. Go have yourself a great beer. Hang out with your friends. Hang out. Bring your bring your dog to hang out for a while. Play some games. Watch some games and and just have a good time.
0: The website to remember, if you're interested in solar, allenergysolar.com slash coach, as in basketball coach, C-O-A-C-H, allenergysolar.com slash coach. Uh, A new year means renewed solar energy incentives from local utility providers. Uh, You go to that website. And check out to see what kind of money you can save on your solar install, what kind of incentives you can get. Uh, you can also find out there uh, that All Energy Solar delivers quality solar installations for homes and businesses they have been doing it since 2009. You can get a free solar quote there. Uh, you can find out how to be more green this year. Once again, uh, find out how to get a free site assessment at allenergysolar.com slash coach. The electrical grid has limited space for renewable energy, so beat the rush and plan your solar installation soon. Once again, allenergysolar.com slash coach for your free site assessment solar with energy storage can provide peace of mind during winter storms or storms any time of the year read the all energy solar ebook energy solar storage plus solar at all energy com slash battery that's right that last one is all energy com slash battery all right let's get john's update on manscaped This is a public service announcement.
1: Manscaped now has beard products and is going even further with their brand new Weed Whacker 2.0. Go ahead and tell the world the leaders in the the below-the-waist grooming are traveling north of your South Pole with their revolutionary Beard Hedger Pro Kit. This, plus their next-level ear and nose hair trimmer, confirms they have all the best tools for your hygiene toolbox. Time for you to upgrade your game by going to manscaped.com and using our code ATHLETIC for 20% off Plus free shipping. Gentlemen, meet the Beard Hedger Pro Kit. It is the ultimate package that makes it easier than ever to craft your signature look. It all starts with the Beard Hedger. This thing is an elite beard trimmer. The Beard Hedger is tough on hair but smooth on your face, leading to single stroke efficiency that brings satisfaction one stroke at a time. The waterproof cordless trimmer has a rotary, rotary wheel that gives you 20 hair cutting lengths, all with one guard. So no more messy drawers full of extra add-ons. The Pro Kit also comes with four dermatologist-tested formulations for your post-trim care. This includes Manscaped's Beard Shampoo and Conditioner, Beard Oil, and Beard Balm to moisturize, style, and shimmer your new beard. With a nice beard, your face is perfectly groomed, right? Wrong. You need to keep an eye out for those tough-to-trim ear and nose hairs. The brand-new Weed Whacker 2.0 offers improved blades and skin-safe technology with a no-tugging guarantee. It's never been so painless to mind your manholes. So get 20% off on free shipping with our code ATHLETIC at MANSCAPED.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at MANSCAPED.com and use our code ATHLETIC.
0: So how was Finch managing the uh, the difficult balancing act of getting young players Playing time, letting them play through mistakes, and also trying to win games right now.
1: Yeah, it's been tough, Jim, because right now with Towns out, I mean, they missed, they were missing Rudy Gobert on Sunday and really what should have been a must win game for them in Golden State when the Warriors did not have Steph, didn't have Andrew Wiggins, did not have Draymond Green. Um, And so what you saw in the game was the Warriors really loading up on Anthony Edwards, making it as difficult as possible for him to get touches. And then once he got the ball, really surrounding him, Uh, box and one defenses, we saw all sorts of exotic looks thrown at Anthony Edwards. And he had a tough time. He was five for 19 from the field. He seemed to be kind of searching and playing a little tentatively while he was trying to figure all of this stuff out. And on its face, Jim, like it's okay. Like he's 21 years old. He shouldn't he, he can be allowed uh the grace to have a tough game like that against a really weird looking and 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 um unique defense while he's trying to figure it out while a lot of his best teammates are not playing by his side. Like that's so that in and of itself is not a big issue. Same with Nas Reed. Nas Reed played terrific for the first three quarters, scored like twenty-nine points um, was, was really just, uh, taking it to the Warriors front line, uh, while he started for Gobert was, was, he was fantastic. Then in the fourth, he was over six from the field and just struggled in crunch time. That in and of itself is not a big deal. He's 23 years old. He's a backup center. He's playing fantastic. And if he struggles in those crunch time moments, sometimes that's okay. Um, but the problem that the wolves are facing right now is because they have lost so many of those other games that they should have won—the two to the Hornets, the two to the Pistons, the two to the Spurs, uh, the two to the Wizards—you know—that th- th- has removed their margin for error. And because they made the Rudy Gobert trade, this is kind of a, a team that is tr- is being built to win right now. And so the the young guys going through their growing pains and having um making mistakes and turning the ball over taking bad shots like they should be able to kind of grow through that and learn from that and it will be good for them over the long haul to get this experience right now and to figure this stuff out kind of on the fly but in the immediate short term the wolves are being uh hurt and damaged by the lack of maturity from some of their young guys and and so they're losing these games and losing ground in the playoff race. And that's a very difficult thing for them to swallow. So, um, it's just a, it's a real paradox that they face right now. And, um, you know, you understand why these young guys are, have go through periods where they look great and then through periods where they struggle, but they just can't afford that right now in the short term, uh, uh, aspect of things and so it's it's been difficult to watch here the last three games
0: how is uh finch ba- balancing his point guard position right now it's kind of because as you said you have ant handling the ball a lot you also brought in Connolly to be more of a pure point guard any of mclaughlin
1: back yeah so i mean mike Connolly is shooting 39 percent in the first five games that's not great uh you know no. when you were when you bring when you're replacing d'angelo russell With Mike Conley, you know, you knew it wasn't going to be. He wasn't going to come in and average twenty points a game and hit forty-two percent from three. Like that's not what was going to happen. But I do think that they need. They certainly need him to shoot at a better uh, percentage and 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 knock down open shots. And when and he's missed some bunnies right at the rim as well that he's just got to make to kind of help allow them to keep the offense flowing in a way that, um, allows them to make up for not having the home run hitter that Russell was for them. And so to, to have Conley struggling a little bit out of the gates from a shooting perspective, that's, that's been a hindrance to what they're doing offensively. Then Jordan McLaughlin, since he's come back from his calf injury, he's just not the same guy. Um, he it, it, understandable, but like he's, he's still working his way back, but he is not the same sort of tempo increaser, um, you know, just, uh, uh, disruptive defensive guy getting in the lane, in the passing lanes and creating turnovers. And then he's not the, the orchestrator on offense that he was before he went down. Uh, when, when McLaughlin was in the lineup previously, everybody's, um, production ticked up around him because he just ran the offense at a great pace, got people great shots, knew what to do with the ball and right now he's just he still he looks like he's a step slow coming back. Again, understandable that he missed all that time and 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 he's not sharp right away, but certainly not having impactful ball handler playmakers next to Anthony Edwards is putting much more burden on Ant's shoulders to be like the one and only guy and um and so that has been a real problem for the Wolves when Anthony Edwards goes to sit down it's just hard to see how they manufacture offense um with with the with the Conley or McLaughlin or Austin Rivers or a lot of their other guards who just are not offensive players in the same way
0: yeah well said Uh, let's get to the Laker game obviously we're recording this on Tuesday morning you might hear the show before the Clipper game but the and the Clippers are very interesting in their own right but the real interesting matchup this week is Wolves at Lakers Uh, LeBron James is hurting uh, and a bunch of former Timberwolves are on that roster as the Lakers try to find a way to make the playoffs what is the state of that team right now
1: yeah, you know, it, it's unfortunate. It's really unfortunate for them that LeBron just got hurt because it sounds like he's going to miss a week or more with the injury because that team was really starting to find itself. And the influx of ex Timberwolves to that roster really did revive their season. Um, Malik Beasley shooting, D'Angelo Russell, before he got hurt, um, was playing well for them. And Jared Vanderbilt. Was phenomenal for them against Dallas on Sunday. I think he had 15 points and 17 rebounds. Played great defense, four steals. Uh, was just doing a lot of the things that Wolves fans have seen him do in the past. And so um, I think now that LeBron is out, because kind of ironically, because they they made that trade and got those these those Timberwolves um, uh, to to help them, the ex the ex Wolves, they're actually they may have a chance to tread water. But the the problem for them right now is that they are I think twenty nine and thirty two so they need to really just put their foot on the gas and not having LeBron there, I think is gonna be real difficult. But there's no there's no question that the three wolves um, have really given them kind of more energy, uh, have balanced their roster a lot better and and addressed a lot of the concerns that they had before that deal because before the trade they were dead. Like they weren't going anywhere. They didn't have any sort of uh enough ammunition to keep pace in the Western Conference. And after the trade, they very much did and they were revived. And so we'll see how they handle the LeBron injury. Um but certainly having those other wolves in the lineup um has been a big boost for them. It's uh it's it they have hope now because of
0: that. And what do you make of Russell Westbrook now?
1: Well, so, I mean, it's it's interesting. I mean, he's played well when he went to the Clippers um, and they've put him in the starting lineup. I want to see it over a little bit longer sample size um, before we can make judgments one way or the other. But he's been pretty impactful to this point. I still am waiting for the stubbornness to set in again. I'm still waiting for him to take you know more ill-advised shots in big moments um and and have more defensive lapses. I still I think that I am really uh, sort of flummoxed or like confused by why they brought him in. I mean, the players obviously wanted him, but they made a bunch of moves. They got Eric Gordon. they got bones highland. they they made a bunch of moves to their backcourt before bringing Westbrook in. and it seemed like they we're in really good shape that way. And to add Westbrook to that mix just seems to have a lot of cooks in the kitchen type of a feel. So we'll see if they can navigate that and, and, um, and, and, and get everyone to settle in there. But um, I'm going to wait for the other Russell Westbrook shoe to drop because the, the, the very early days of it have been mostly good and, and, and less bad. But I I think that over the time, over time, it's going to, revert back to what we have seen from him over the last couple of years
0: last topic here let's get into the buck sale and uh, what's going on with the timberwolves in terms of their sale process once again uh, we're coming to the aquarius home services studio thanks to our sponsors thanks to everyone who listens to talknorth.com. check out talknorth.com for all the other shows bunch of hockey shows bunch of football shows uh, great baseball show with roy and lavelle uh, check it all out and we have uh, joe anderson mike Grimm, dave lee big names you've heard of before Lots of outdoor content. Check it out at TalkNorth.com. We do appreciate it. Uh, did I read it right? The Milwaukee Bucks are valued at like $3.5 billion.
1: Yeah, and it's amazing, right? I mean, like just not too long ago, Jim, like they were right with the Wolves in terms of at near the bottom of the uh, NBA rankings in terms of franchise valuation. They were in a very old building. Uh, they were kind of like this middle of the road team that would make the playoffs and 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 bob out in the first round or or go to the lottery and be at the low end of it. And now, lo and behold, you get Giannis, you get a new building, you have some success, you win a championship. And oh, by the way, the TV contracts that are coming and and all of the other ancillary um revenue streams for the NBA are skyrocketing. And all of a sudden, your valuation is through the roof. And that's where, you know, where it's interesting for the from a Timberwolves perspective, because um, there are people around the league who have had serious doubts about Mark Laurie and Alex Rodriguez being able to close the deal for the Timberwolves. Uh, the reason, one of the reasons that I have always kind of assumed that this is going to work out is that. Mark Laurie and Alex Rodriguez are bought in to the Timberwolves on a valuation of $1.6 billion. Right now, today, it's worth more than $2 billion, I would say. And so their ability to recruit other investors to get involved in a money-making operation like that, I would imagine, should be doable. And so, um, you know, we'll see how how it goes down the stretch here. And However, and we're going into March when they're supposed to close on the second round of their um, uh, uh, of this plan and and then have one more round to go. But um, I, it, it, I just think that the value that that Lori and Rodriguez have in their um, in their shares and in their stake is is incredible right now for for what the rest of the landscape of this NBA is. And that, to me, is, is a reason to believe that this will all go through because there's just there's too much money to be made um, as it is that way.
0: And the way the deal is structured, could Glenn just say, nope, I'm keeping it. It's too valuable. I'm going to sell it to somebody else for more.
1: They can't, uh, can't. He can't. They, they, basically, they, are, they would have to miss their payment Okay. um and and default on a payment um or be late on it then then glenn could you know play hardball and say okay this really nullifies the deal and we're gonna go forward uh i'm gonna i'm gonna take it back to market or i'm just gonna hold on to it and let it appreciate some more but um uh but it's in the contract that as long as they make their payments on time like this will all go through as well and also glenn has the ability to say if they need more time to grant them extensions, if, if he wants to. And so far it seems like the three of them have a good working relationship. And so if there are some other hoops that need to be jumped through, um, Glenn may be open to, uh, to, to having them do that or, or allowing them the, the, the time to put that together. So um, the, it, it it's always come down to Jim that, Glenn had never sold the team before because he never found people that he wanted to sell the team to. Um, He likes Alex Rodriguez and Mark Laurie. um, And that is a big thing in the Glenn Taylor world. And so as long as they have a good working relationship and continue that going forward, then I think that the chances of this going through and, and, and completing are infinitely higher than if glenn looked at the two of them and is like "Ah, i don't know about these guys I, i don't trust them or uh i don't like the way that they do business then then you might look at him playing a little more hardball but um as of right now like they all get along well they all communicate with each other well they look up to glenn as a as a mentor glenn looks to them as like these young guys who he can he can help bring along in this and so i think all of that is is lining up to work that way. We'll see if it changes, but as of right now, I think things look good that way.
0: Thanks to John. Thanks to Brandon. Thanks to everyone who's listening to TalkNorth.com. Once again, from the Aquarius Home Services Studio, I'm Jim Suhan. We will talk to you again next week. Things will be just as interesting then.